Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone and you can. Alrighty, welcome back to episode number two six of Two Drunk Brothers and a Podcast. We're coming to you live. On a Wednesday night, it's March the 6th, so when you guys hear this, it'll be March the 7th. Real quick on the intro, we want to discuss a recap of UFC 235. Travis and I, we both made our picks. And did you count those in our gambling records, by the way? I did, yeah. We went 3-2, and two, both of us. Yes, so we went 3-2. and two. We missed the Ty Woodley fight, and we missed the um, Cody, Cody Garbrandt fight. Like you, Travis said, literally, we, we both said, all five favorites aren't going to win. And I said, I'm not that confident. I was like, I hate to say it, but I'm not that confident about the Ty Woodley fight. And, and I said Garbrandt. Yeah, so we, we both um, kind of, I guess, hit the nail on the head on, on upsets that would happen. Uh, but UFC 235 was a great card. Um, Just to recap it a little bit, Jarrett called the Zabit by decision. Yeah. Um, we both got the Garbrandt fight wrong, like we said. Um, we both said Askren by submission, but not in round one. No. Uh, we both picked Woodley, and he lost. And then we both called John Jones to win, but we said knockout, and it went to a decision. But either way, it was a solid night. It was a solid night. Um, jo- let's start with the John Jones fight, because I think, like, everyone's like – and I even said, like, that night, like, I mean, it wasn't ex- it was an exciting fight. Yeah, there were, it was coming right after the Woodley-Usman fight, which was boring as all hell. So it's a little bit more exciting than that. But, I mean, John Jones is such a technical fighter. Like, he's able to keep distance. He's able to keep his distance with his reach and just totally just dominate his opponents that way, especially a guy. And Anthony Smith, who's fought 70 times, like John Jones said he has over the course of his career. Yeah. It's kind of hard to outplay him. But still an, an impressive victory, nonetheless, for John Jones. I'm excited to see what's next for him. I'm still thinking Volkan Ozdemir. Yeah, he's definitely going to stay where he is. Um, and just keep going. He tried to. He tried to get the. He tried to throw out the Brock Lesnar rumor out there, but Dana White shut that shit down and said Lesnar's going to get Cormier because that's going to have to be a heavyweight because Lesnar's a massive human being. That is going to be an amazing card. Yes, whatever card that because they're both like giant just wrestlers. Like that, it's going to be a, such a fun fight to watch. Yeah, yeah, it is. The but, Woodley Usman fight was sucked. I, I still worst think, fight of the night. I still think something's I still think something's wrong with Woodley, um, and he just doesn't want to admit it because he hates he's not he excuses. But for all it is, like the dude's humble in defeat, like he straight yeah. up and yeah, he was. So. I mean, most most people are um, that Ben Askren fight. After that is I knew the night was going to be hard to beat because that was such an awesome fight. We're not going to dive into the discrepancy on if he was knocked out or not. If if you guys. But. Travis needs to tweet out the link and put it on an Instagram story. I sent him this video from the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, 
which if you guys don't know who Royce Gracie is, he's like one of the, he's like the father of MMA, the father of the UFC and maybe Ken Shamrock or Frank, Frank Shamrock. But anyway, like these guys put out a video saying like Herb Dean made the right call, like whether or not he had the choke locked or not, they said it's still painful and he, that he wouldn't have lasted the last 30 seconds or whatever. So there was like a minute and a half left. I've, I can't remember exactly what it was. I've, I've read it on Twitter. Like it was a minute and a half. It was 45 seconds. I was kind of drunk at that time. And we both, when Travis and I saw that, saw him like get on top and sink in that choke, we just started going fucking bananas. Yeah, we went wild. So we, we weren't paying attention at the time, but that was a good fight. The women, the girl fight was pretty boring. And then the Cody Gar rant fight won fight of the night. Yes, he did. So they both they both took home 50, 50k in both. It was pretty exciting. His fights are always exciting. He, another man that's humble and defeat, but dude just keeps straight getting his ass whooped. And, but uh, did you did you see though? Like, did you see the video that that apparently Munoz headbutted him? Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so apparently, like, that's something to look at because apparently, like, and Co- Cody said he's he's not going to contest it because it is what it is. They won fight of the night. It was. A, it was a great fight. They were just swinging. It could easily happen, which, again, another guy that's very humble in defeat. Um, but apparently, like, when he when he went in to, like, hit him with one of those last ones, he, like, pushed his head forward like that. Like, and I know you I mean, can't. they were just, like, literally swinging left to right nonstop, just whamming each other in yeah. the face. No strategy whatsoever. So it, was, it was just awesome to see. It was, like, something you – at rough and rowdy, it's just, like, nothing but – fucking going at it but so way it cool but but they're way more athletic than any of oh yeah obviously i mean they're good fighters but nonetheless it was fun we went three of five jared and i are on a roller coaster ride of gambling in 2019 he gets hot i'll get hot we both fall flat and um he is last night, last night was one of those nights our fat tuesday parlay our special mardi gras um, parlay that I put out. Jarrett went a great 0 for 4, so I hope you bet all against him. You would have won. He is now 23 and 27. I went 2, 1 and 1, 29, 30 and 2. To bring our record, we're falling, Jarrett, to a 52, 57 and 2. I'm so, telling you, man, like these, I know like the Tuesday parlay, but I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I'm hoping once it gets like playoff time, it'll come around. I got to I got to take a cooler from hockey. Hockey's hockey. Once it comes crunch time for these basketball games, I feel like these favorites are going to be playing a lot harder than they have been hoping. Or you have the fucking Golden State Warriors who just blow it to the Boston Celtics at home. Dude, just, some of these games I just don't understand what's going on. And everyone in their right mind would pick what we're picking, but it's just not happening. So, I mean, there's a couple of mine that were questionable last night like I can't remember it was the fucking Patriot League game, Lafayette I mean, I saw it was a minus one. I was like, fuck it. I'll pick. That's basically a pick them. So I picked them. But it is what Either it is. way, we are five games below 500. We promise that we will get that back to at least 500 by the end of April. Hopefully. Yeah. Let's just, let's just say we'll be above 500 by the time football season rolls around. All right. We have five games to catch up on. I think we can do it. Well, first of all, the most, of our, most of our gambling is going to be done before the like end of June. Cause after that, I'm not going to really gamble on, on fucking July and August baseball. I'm sorry. It'll be more UFC fights. And to be honest with you. Yeah. So we have in horse racing two to three months to get our gambling records up. And I think we can do so, but 
we want to introduce a special guest that we have on this week's episode. So here it is. All right. So we have our third, um, I guess, special guest on the episode this week. Um, Mr. Dane Johnston coming to you from South Carolina. Um, is one of our one of our uh, friends that we met actually in the Twitterverse. He runs an AAF account that you can follow. Um, I don't have the handle on, the, on me right the now. Captain, the captain yeah. at AAF underscore the captain. So we have the man, the myth, the captain with us, and we're going to talk all about some AAF football since we are close to halfway through the season of that. If you guys are paying attention. Um, so we're going to just dive right into it. And number one we have on the board are our four top four contenders for the playoffs right now because only four make it, um, two from each conference. So, Dane, just give us who, who you got as the one seed. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I don't think it's that much of a question, the Apollos. Yeah. One, one little bias, Steve Spurrier. Former uh, Gamecock. Yep. <laughs> it's it's hard to it's hard to not like the Apollos, even though the Spurrier Spurrier kind of fucked us over there at the end, but with the Gamecocks. But no, I mean Gilbert, best mm. quarterback in the league. Former Ram, former for, former St. Louis Ram. He was on the Rams. Yep, the Rams drafted him. Really. I'm, Yep. I did not know that. Yep. The Rams drafted Garrett Gilbert in like the sixth or seventh round way back in the day. I think it was the 2014 draft, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, uh, yeah, former Ram. But, I'll, yeah, he he's by far and away except the, be, the best quarterback in the league. Um, I, I could be wrong, but I think he has a Super Bowl ring. So I, th- I think he went to the Patriots after that. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was on the Patriots for a bit. And he was on the Patriots in 2014. Which would have been, was that the Falcons year? That is a great question. Um, (laughs) I mean, there's, there's they did. They won it. Yep. They won it in 14. So he has a Super Bowl ring. Yep. He does. Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning quarterback. (laughs) You know, not a, not a bad. Bad thing to. I, would, I don't know if he's the the so called best in the league, but he's performing the best right now. Who who would you say is the best? I don't know. I'm a I'm a big Aaron Murray fan. I know he just Uh-oh. now finally got his his debut. But other than that, I mean, it's pretty. I think. Much I think. I think Gilbert could be a solid backup in the league. So I think he's by far and away the best quarterback in the AFL right now. Um, or the AF, sorry, threw the L on the end. But I, <laughs> I kind, I kind of agree with, with Dane that uh, the Orlando is by far and away the best team. My thing is, is that yeah. I do have to play Birmingham twice down the stretch. They play them this weekend in Birmingham, and they also play um, them in Week Ten. So I see him dropping a couple, but I still see him finishing eight and two. You know, kind of, kind of getting that one seed. So I, whole, I definitely agree. Yeah, I have them as my one seed as well. So that moves on to kind of after that, it might get a little bit cloudy because you yep. got one team that is three and one, and then 
however many teams. There's like three or four that are two and two. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dane, who do you got as your two seed? Dude, like like y'all said, I don't I don't really like like saying it, but I'm gonna go Birmingham just because of the record. I think I think they're falling off. I mean, oh yeah, their offense is horrible. Yep. Is is, as long as you have Trent Richardson as your feature back, you're you're not gonna do anything. He's he's averaging like two something yards to carry. Yeah, he's. He's a big old fucking fat man, but they're and their quarterback. That's the reason why he. It's the reason why he washed out of the NFL. Same thing. He's doing the same thing. Their their quarterback is absolutely awful. He hasn't thrown a touchdown all year, and he's thrown three picks. Yeah, I mean, I mean their defense is keeping I mean, him in it. I would say their defense is keeping him in it, and even that's falling off. Their their defense is also now allowing over a hundred yards a game on the ground, which. Is never a recipe for success, but I again I have to read just because their record. Looking at their schedule, I looked at their schedule. Yes, they do have to play. They do to play Orlando twice. They do have to play at Arizona. I can see them dropping two out of three of those. But other than that, I can see them winning out, and I kind of have them at either seven and three or six and four. Um, I mean, but I, they're not. They're I, they're not not going to beat Orlando. Is the playoff set up that? It's the two teams from the East play each other in the first round, two teams from the West, and then that, then, then there's a championship game. Or yeah. Is it okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I don't see the iron getting past the Apollos in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I do see them getting the two seed out of out of the East. Agreed. Yeah, I mean the East, the the talent game, talent gap, it it falls off pretty quick. But yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like I know Atlanta's horrible, Memphis. Doesn't seem to be any good at all. By the way, I wanted to ask you about our guy for the Birmingham Iron. I've heard it kind of thrown around. I've heard people say that Ladamian Washington is the best receiver in the AAF. I I don't know about that one. Maybe not stat wise, but like fundamentally wise, he's probably one of the better ones. Who is the best receiver? My my former Viking, Charles Johnson. He's been he's been killing it. He's the Apollos. Okay. The Apollos. He has um, – trying to think of this. Oh, yeah. He's, he's averaging 100 yards a game. Oh, shit. Wow. The, this, the Rashad Ross guy from uh, Arizona has five touchdowns already, so he's doing pretty well too. Um, Damn. So, okay. so I, I, I cover the legends right for a website – on the legends, I got stuck with the shittiest team, but <laughs> we, we we shut them down. We shut them down this past week until until their last, I guess, second to last drive. But my problem with the legends is that they don't utilize the talent that they have. They just now put Aaron Murray in, which I don't know who thought that Matt Sims was a better quarterback than Aaron Murray, and they have Denard Robinson as a running back on their bench, not getting a whole lot of work. Well, they haven't had – they've had a different running back get the most carries every week. But the past two weeks, the leading uh, rusher has been the quarterback. Yep. Last week it was Murray. Week before that was Sims. So, I mean, they just – they don't have uh, any identity on yeah, in the backfield. Like, well, I know that's, that's – I mean, the whole – their offensive – 
I know we're kind of getting off topic here, but while we're on it, like Atlanta, like it seems like their whole offensive scheme got thrown out of whack when Mike Vick quit on them like two days before the season started. I feel like anytime that happens, you have yeah. a scheme. You have a scheme in place. You have people that you know what they're supposed to do. And now you're like, oh fuck! Like we had our, our entire offense based around this guy's scheme, and now it's gone. Well, so two days before the Iron Game, so last week, the uh, offensive coordinator after Vic quit. So <laughs> they, they they still don't know. It still hasn't came out who actually called the plays. That game. Well, then I, yeah, and then I saw that they honored Vic at like halftime. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, no, what? yeah. He like came out and like put, they don't have a coin toss. They just did something with the ball. Yeah. <laughs> the hell they actually did. But it was just like, we, there wasn't anybody calling plays. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. I don't That's know. That's wild. Yeah. But we both have Orlando at, at one and Birmingham at two. All three uh, of us. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, both of us. And three and four kind of get into this clusterfuck of what's going on. Um, so, Dan, I'm going to kind of let you go take this away with who you have at the three seed and why. So, part of me part of me wanted to put him at the two just because of last week. But I've, I've San Antonio, the commanders. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll tell you this now. In terms of a value bet, their odds – they're at 1100 right now to win our yeah 1100 right now to win the championship and they're they're inconsistent but if you want to throw a little something down on a little bit of a long shot that has a chance I'm I I put I put money on them I like that a man of our people a man of our people <laughs> you tailoring to our audience perfectly that is awesome dude yeah that's Seriously. great that is a, that is a fantastic like kind of like long odds bet because, I mean I, I did see the score I didn't get to watch much of the game but I they beat Birmingham last week right like 12, yep. 12, 12 11 yeah twelve to eleven yeah so Shoot out. I watched yeah. the end of that game um, and that's that's something that's something we'll talk about in our next question for this is why I think that but anyway but I also have San Antonio as my three seed um, I can see them going seven and three or six and four. Um, with more like, cause right now they're two and two, I can see their only loss the rest of the way being on the road against Arizona, who I think is also a good team. Cause I had before the season started Birmingham and Arizona as my best two teams that were out there. The one thing I, I don't like about San Antonio is the quarterback play. Their starting quarterback has a 49.6% completion percentage, Logan Woodside. Um, 
Never heard of this kid until this league. So that's the one thing that concerns me because I think no matter what style of football you're playing, no matter what level of football you're playing, quarterback play is going to take you to the championship. And if you don't have that, then yeah. you're not going to you see Tom Brady and, and all those fucking quarterbacks take you there. So, um, Which kind of blows my mind, too, why they haven't given Greg Ward Jr. shot, um, the quarterback out of Houston, I believe. He's from Houston. He was great in college. And well, there's also a wide receiver. There's also Marquise Williams, who they've said every week, oh, yeah, we're going to give him more reps, and it's it hasn't happened. Yeah. Logan Woodside has two touchdowns and five picks. Not not what you're looking for out of your starting quarterback to win. Also, also came out of fucking Toledo. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my third um, seed, I'm going to give it to the hot or to the to the fleet. My bad. Um, just from their consistency on offense, ever since week one, they've been putting up a solid number: um, 24 points, 23, 23 points and 31 points so they're they're putting numbers on the board whether that not they can get their defense to kind of hold up is a different thing but i think that they can squeak out that three seed damn philip nelson their quarterback he's he's out he's hurt we'll see they can get somebody to fill in he he wasn't i don't know i if if he if he would have been still starting I I would have I would have considered them putting him at number three, but week one when they had Bervochi or some shit I don't I don't know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Mike, but, Mike, yeah, it looks like Mike Bertavici. Bertavici. Yeah, he was he was, he wasn't very good. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna go back to him. I think they're gonna try somebody new this week. We'll see, but. I mean, that's, that's I, I like him about a lot. the quarterback. Well, they they have Jaquan Guard. Like, yeah, that's, that's why not. I think they're still going to be a very good team. I mean, he's, the dude has forty four attempts. And he's averaging six point five yards a carry. Yeah, I mean he he's the best running back in the league. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go bold and pick them as my three seed. And old fucking Gavin Escobar has got 14 catches for 144 yards for them, averaging over 10, 10 yards. <laughs> so, the former hey, Cowboy. I know. That's where it's at. So, it's we, got, we got one seed left, and it's kind of – I mean, like I said, these, these three and four are kind of up in the air right now. Um, well, now, now you're talking about like, we're in the West, so these two teams are going to play each other to go to the championship. So, so yeah. and, and you guys, as that final team getting in? I, I would have – had the fleet here, but I'm just – I'm weary of the quarterback situation. And so, I'm going to say the hot shots. I I think – I mean, they've been trending down since week yeah. one. Week one, they look like the best team, our second best team behind the Apollos in the league. And then the team the Apollos blew out, like 40-something to – I think it was like 40 to 6 – the legends went into Tempe and took them down. So that's that's why that's why I have them at four. But okay, yeah, yeah I kind of agree with you. I also have the hot shots at four. So me and Dane have the exact same four teams going downward. I see him going like six and four, getting that second, being the second team of the East. 
the thing with me here and the reason why I think they'll be in the championship against the Apollos and probably get their fucking dicks kicked in the dirt is that they have <laughs> better quarterback play. Like their quarterback is better. Also, their pass defense is phenomenal. And in a team with and I mean in a league with not great quarterback play, they're only allowing 163 yards a game through the air. So, I mean, you kind of look at that, and I just think the hot shots, they, yeah, they did have a bad couple weeks, but I still think they are, are going to be in the second team out of the West and will probably eventually end up in the championship. Hey, hey, though, your, your boy Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray put that defense, pass defense, little mump. It's like yeah, 250 yards. I know. He did, he did, he did. And that was only in two and a half quarters. So that's, uh, that's kind of why I'm going ahead and taking my four seat as the commanders and the hotshots are just going to miss the playoffs. They're going to get fifth um, just because of the simple fact of how they've been doing lately. And I also I want to see um, Trevor Knight get a quarterback shot for the hotshots. Um, I think he was good in college and he's better than – John Wolford. I honestly don't even know who John Wolford is. So I think he's from Wake Forest. He is. He's from Wake Forest, but I never heard of him when he was in college. I'm not trusting any ACC quarterback. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the Commanders getting in there at four. I, so the only I, I team I had different was the Fleet getting in at three. Yep, I feel that. Just, yeah, since you're from South Carolina, Dan, and you go to USC, then. Uh, You'll be glad to know that both of us hate Clemson. So um. I'm I'm very very glad to hear that. <laughs> there's there's not a team, or just even the school. It's the fans. It's just yeah. the colors, the fans. I mean, it's <laughs> don't even get me started. I went to school with a kid at Mizzou who came from fucking South Carolina, was a dire Clemson fan in high school, then came to Mizzou, and like our first years at Mizzou, like Mizzou was great freshman, sophomore year, and then they kind of dipped off and went to the SEC. And he started talking shit on Mizzou, rooting for Clemson, like saying Clemson was superior because that's when they started to get good. I'm like, dude, you can fuck off. Like, fuck off. Um, I was eating that shit up, though, when they were dominating in the, in the national championship. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I would normally root against Clemson, but I don't know what it was about this year, but it was great. Dude, you got, you got to respect greatness, though. Yeah, Al- Alabama. Like, well, no, no, not not Clemson. I don't fuck Clemson. I'm talking about that establishment. I'm all about the. You get Tom Brady, Patriots, Nick Saban, Alabama. You, I can't really root against either of them. Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. So moving on in some AF action, we got on our second thing on the plate is the quality of play. Is it comparable to the NFL, or do some players have the potential to make it to the NFL after a couple seasons of establishing themselves in the AF? Well, I mean, for, first off, I mean, it's, it's not comparable to the NFL. I mean, if, if you've watched a game, you'll, you'll know that it's a different skill set. But at the same time, it's still competitive. I mean, we had – three games last week come down to the wire. And so, I mean, it, it's entertaining. It's football. It's fun. You can, it's really easy to make money on right. personally, but um, I, 
there, there's a couple of people that I can – like, for an example, my, my guy, Charles Johnson. I mean, I think, I think he'll be on an NFL roster next year. Um, Garrett Gilbert, like we said, I think he'll be on there. Ed, Ed Reynolds, the, the, the legends guy. The league, right? Yeah, yeah. Re- recorded the first ever safety in the league. I didn't really know what was going to happen. Like after a safety, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like ha- half the times I remember two weeks ago, the legends went for an on or yeah, an onside kick, but but, it, but the onside kick but, in the AF is a fourth and twelve from like you're in twenty five. Yeah, yeah. So it's like at the time I was like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. Did they but, get the ball back or no? They did. They had, they converted the first one, didn't they? Yeah, Matt, Matt Sims threw like a. 35-yard, 40-yard pass. They yeah, said – Fucking, fucking bombed yeah, it down like, the field. Yeah, they are like, nah, screw the first down. We're going deep. And the, then, on the safety, did they get the ball back too? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was it like a regular safety? Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think they got the ball back at – I think it might have been the 20 or something. I think it – or maybe it was the 25. I'll be honest, I, I can't remember. See, yeah, what, what's, what's hilarious to me about the about – the, not the hilarious, but what makes sense to me about the AAF is they don't do, they don't do kicks. Like, they don't do kickoffs. Um, and, like, I was listening to, to Pat McAfee the other day because I was listening to Pat McAfee every single week. Um, and uh, Pat was like, you know, when, when, I, when I heard this new league come – he's a kicker. He's like, I heard this new league come around, and I heard they're not going to do, do kickoffs. I was like, fuck that. But then I watched it, I'm like, eh. Makes sense. <laughs> so, why would you want to be a kicker on this team? On one of these teams, though, like you're literally just kicking field goals. That's it. So, that's just so boring. I don't know. Are there, there's punts and shit still. Quality of play is it's all right. It's not great. the The quality of offense is not good. People um, drop ball. Like I've I haven't seen as many drop balls in a game. Like that's that's my biggest. My thing is they got to get some, some well-known names in there, and regardless of whether or not they're dropping them, people will show up to watch them play. Yeah. Because there's just not a whole lot of, of names that people know. And, I mean, four, I think like four of the 16 games have hit the over. It's been not a lot. Take, take the under. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All the unders, the over-unders on this weekend's games are between 38 and 40. So, Which is, it's the, Vegas is fine. I don't know why they kept it so high the first two weeks. I mean, they dropped it opening week. Nobody knew what was going to happen, and they were all in like the 50s for the most part. But up until last week, we only had – two uh, opening lines that were under 40. Both of them were iron games. But, yeah. no, so it's, it's interesting to see that they're like, all right, we're going we're gonna to try to yeah. not lose as much money. I wouldn't say that it's, like, super exciting to watch, but it is competitive. I would put it in between arena and NFL. It's somewhere in the middle. It's not as bad as Arena Football League. It's a little bit more exciting, but. Not yeah, quite. I mean, it, it's a step below yeah. CFL football too. I would, I would say. You think so? I think so. But the CFL, with CFL is it's not really televised. I would say it's it's not it's not as, it's not as accessible in in the U.S. Dude, yeah. the, the the Regina 
I I forget the name, but it's a, they're in Saskatchewan. I I really liked them. I I like, I I worked in near Canada. No shit. So always had CFL games on the radio. There you go. I just feel like the CFL has just been solid maintaining. They've never done anything to grow their fan base. It's just well, been there. They're big in Canada because the can, Canada has no NFL teams. But kind of going into our last question there, because we're, we're also going to talk about some AAF gambling this weekend. We'll go into one last question. The league, Dane, is it sustainable? And if so or if not, what do you see for it in the future? Or kind of how do you see this whole thing playing out? So – I guess three weeks ago or whatever, they did get that $250 million investment, which they came out and said that that, in addition to the money they have now, that 250 could sustain it for five years. Um, but, I mean, the ratings have gone down every week. But, like, people always have been saying, oh, the ratings are down, no way it's going to last. For the NFL Network on when they play the AAF games, their ratings are up compared to what they would be without. So I I think the way it lasts is it becomes a de- developmental league for the NFL. I don't I don't think the XFL is going to be that. I don't think no. the XFL wants to be that. I mean, it can't be that much of a coincidence that all of the rule changes that the NFL's considering, like getting rid of the kickoffs, um, it's going on in the AAF. So I, yeah. I think they're kind of on track to become the next developer. I, I, I can first. definitely see it being like what the G League is of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially because the fact that the AAF has – that one extra ref that's in the booth that can like overturn calls that, that happened on the field. Cause I feel like and like Dane, I didn't even talk about that, but that's, that's a very kind of. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team, team ready. ready. Black Hills energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's something about it is like, yeah, they're not doing kickoffs. They're, they have that extra ref now that's in the booth, like, those are two big things the NFL's, the NFL's been kicking around for years but have been scared to implement it because how would it look? It's like, what they, it's like whenever the, uh, they push the, the extra points back to the 30-yard line or whatever um, for the preseason. It's like they're doing that but wanting it more competitive over 10 games so they created this league maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 
it, it all it all kind of adds up. Um, I don't know what would happen to the teams if the NFL took them in. Because, I mean, they, they would need more teams. I would also think they need to get rid of the whole geography-based, like, player draft system, whatever yeah. they have. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's – Well, because all – I'm sure you all heard the Johnny Manziel rumor yeah. stuff. Does, so, does he have to go somewhere? He, he would have he, to play – He'd have to play in San Antonio. Yep. Gotcha. I was going to say, because everyone was like, where's Johnny Manziel going to go? And I was like, I'm pretty sure he would have to go somewhere. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. like, kind of going on that point, kind of you guys said Johnny Manziel, I, I had it in my notes. I think the AAF is, is sustainable is sustainable if it becomes a developmental league for the NFL because they need that. They honestly do because, like, a lot of these kids that come out of college and take years and years to develop, they don't get that chance in the NFL because people are like, fuck you, like I don't have the time or the energy or the effort to do that, and they just get cut. Michael Sam is a good example of that. Yeah. Uh, and with the XFL coming, I just think that the XFL is going to have the better opportunity to get those stars because Vince McMahon is going to be able to empty out his fucking his pocketbook to get the Johnny Menzels, to get – you know, all these star players, the Tim Tebow's potentially to come and play in his league to draw, to put asses in the seats. I think the A, I think the AF needs to be like Dane said, a developmental league for the NFL to one, get, let, let players develop and make money while doing it, but also to test out rule changes that literally you could test them out three weeks later, like right after Super Bowl's over, test them out, start implementing the AF and try it out. So that's where I think they're, big kind of overarching idea should be. Yeah, I like that. I haven't really thought about the whole developmental league, but I think it could definitely come to that. Just from the simple fact that, I mean, I know we're only in week going into week five, but the ratings have dropped off pretty tremendously and the attendance have dropped off pretty bad. The first two weeks were right in the 19,000s, um, like attendance total. And then week three, it dropped to 14,000. And then last week it was 9,000. There's a lot of bad – there's bad weather in a couple of the games. I get it. But still, it's like there's not a lot of people going to these games. I'm hoping that it that kind of increases because I don't want to see it drop off. I think it's definitely sustainable, but it's just something that they're going to kind of have to, like, play around their, their star players more than anything and their attractable players. Yeah. The, the one team that's getting the attendance, San Antonio. I mean, they're – they're they're getting close to selling out that the bottom bowl. Yeah, they have the most. They have the best attendance in the whole league. Yeah, dude. I mean, who doesn't want to go watch football at the Alamo Dome? I mean, shit. Yeah. So it goes. San, I mean, San Antonio is the best. Then Orlando because they're good, and then San Diego. So I mean, those are the three biggest markets in the AF right now. And it's it's three big football states. Yeah. I mean, San Diego ever since. For some unknown reason, the Chargers left. It was terrible. I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious as to why Atlanta's attendance is as low as it is. But because it's already a football market, man. Like the rest yeah. of these, like you got to think Arizona. Like they have a shitty ass, the shitty Cardinals to watch. Um, Birmingham is like Alabama is a hotbed for football, and they have no professional team, just college teams. Orlando doesn't have any – like, all the – like, out of all the teams in the AAF, like, you look at them, and Atlanta is the only one that has professional football. 
And that's why their attendance is, and it, well, good professional football. And that's why their attendance is the down. Lowest, yeah, the lowest is Salt Lake, which that doesn't surprise me. It was <laughs> snowing last week. I mean, yeah. yeah. Their lowest is Salt Lake, Atlanta, and Arizona. So two football markets and then fucking Utah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I'm going to be at the Legends game this uh this week versus the other worst team in the league, the nice. Express. I I got media credentials. So okay. oh, I'm gonna man. be in the press box. That's I mean it's I don't know how. Like apparently anybody can get them if I if I got them. <laughs> Did you just email it, someone it, it, or what? Yeah, no, you just fill out a form. You just fill out a form, say, oh yeah. Um, See, we we tried we tried to fill out a form. Travis filled out an application for us to be able to go to the NFL draft because it's in Nashville. It's like a five hour drive for us, and I'm yeah. heard back. We're not gonna be able to get it. We're not gonna be able to go because Roger Goodell's a fucker. Dude. Yeah. So that there's your guys' little update on the AF. Um, you know, halfway through the season, we think that it is sustainable and worth watching if you haven't seen it. Um, we are going to move on into our Degenerates Digest portion of the AAF this weekend. We have our first Degenerates Digest based around the AAF with the captain on the line here. Um, we got four games this weekend, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. First one, Orlando at Birmingham. Orlando is four and a half point favorites. First game on Saturday. Who you got, Dane? Oh, I mean, it's – yeah, I don't think it's that much of a surprise. Orlando, four and a half. I've already – I mean, I'm going to lock in on it as, as soon as some of the books come out with it. But I, I think it's going to be a much larger uh, victory than four and a half points. But I'm, I'm definitely, definitely taking the Apollos on that one. And – Steve Spurrier, I, <laughs> I, I, I pretty much, I pretty much take the Apollos every week. Got it. Got to have some bias there. You can't fade oh. Steve Spurrier. No. Who no. <laughs> you got, Jarrett? I got to disagree, man. I think the Iron at home are gonna. Wow. wow. Are gonna are gonna cover that four and a half spread. I don't know, man. Just something about that. But again, you know the Garrett Garrett Gilbert scares me a bit. I just think being on being on the road and. I don't know how big of a road thing plays in the AAF yet. We don't know that, but I know in the NFL it's a big deal. Um, so I'm, I mean, just, I'm, I'm going to go with my gut, and I kind of have a, have a trend this week. So uh, I'm going to take home I'm teams take. had been killing. I'm not going to you you took Birmingham home teams as were killing it. Now they are nine and seven against the spread. The first two weeks it was they were destroying. Yeah, yeah. So. We'll see. Off that, we had already talked about these are our best two teams in the league, but I watched Birmingham last week and their god awful offense. I don't think they have a chance because the Apollos put up 29 points a game compared to the Birmingham 19. Um, their offensive line is horrible. I don't think they can move the ball for shit. Um, and their defense can only take them so far. So I'm going to take Orlando all day long, lock it in. So, me and Dane picked Orlando. Jared's got Birmingham. That moves us to the Saturday night game. Um, Salt Lake City is two-and-a-half-point favorites 
at San Diego who just lost their quarterback. Who you got, Nate? I mean, once again, if, if Nelson was playing one, I think they would be the favorites. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with the home team on this one. Um, so I'm going to take – I'm going to take San Diego to cover two and a half. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Salt Lake won. I mean, their defense, Salt Lake, Salt Lake probably has the most underrated defense in the league. They got some linebacker that's been, that's been tearing it up. But I, I really like Jaquan Gardner. Um, the, the fleet's defense isn't, isn't terrible either. I mean, they, they no. can – they have good penetration. They can get to the quarterback. So I'm taking taking the fleet to cover. Greer Greer Martini is that linebacker you're thinking of for 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 Salt Lake? Is that correct? That that sounds right. The Martini guy. Yeah. Yeah. He has uh, 17 tackles, uh, a sack, and a pick. So. Yeah. But uh, I also agree with you, uh, Dane. I think. I have San Diego to cover. Um, their quarterback going down kind of hurts a little bit, but at home, they're the better team on paper. You, obviously, you know, the quarterback situation is, is kind of kind of a blunder, but they're the better team on paper just all around. So um, I'm also going to take San Diego at plus two and a half this weekend. All right, and I'm going to continue the trend of not having the same pick. Damn. Um, I am going to pick – Salt Lake on this one. I know I have San Diego as my three seed, but I do think it's going to take them more than just a week to figure out their quarterback situation for the moment. Um, And that's really the only thing that kind of swayed me to pick Salt Lake here. They're not a terrible team. They've had a a bad stretch of the first four games. But, I mean, I'm going to come out and pick them minus two and a half just because of the QB situation of San Diego for this next week. It's a wild move, man. I know. Man, I I don't know if my trust a little bit. Say, <laughs> saying they're saying they're the third best team in the league. Hey, I'm just saying it's going to take them more than you know. They're not going to come back and get their shit together in a week and and Go, win. going forward. They're the third best team in the league. Yeah, they, maybe. Yeah. I think I think it might take them a couple weeks and they'll get, hit their stride week six and on and be fine no I, I can i like that i like that all right so that's it for the saturday games on sunday we have one at three o'clock central it is the two worst teams in the league debatably they just won their first game last week memphis at atlanta dane's going to be in the booth atlanta's one point favorite who do you got i mean it's it's the battle of SEC quarterbacks, which I personally love. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm taking Atlanta. I mean, I think I think coming off a victory on the road, um, come back home, Georgia State Stadium <laughs> Georgia probably State. won't be rocking, but um, you know, it, it it could be, it could be. But I, I think Atlanta's uh, two safeties, uh, Tyson Graham, who leads the league in tackles by, by quite a bit, and then um, 
Ed Reynolds Jr., who this week's Defensive Player of the Week. Um, I, I think that's the best defensive duo. I mean, Memphis has two very, very, very good linebackers, but Atlanta can't really run the ball that much. So I don't know how much of a factor they're going to play. So I'm, I'll, I'll take Atlanta to cover minus one. All right. Not, not so fast, my friend. I'm going to go ahead oh. and jump. Yeah, I'm going to pull the old pull the old Lee, Lee Corso on you. Uh, I think Zach Mettenberger is going to come in now and because Christian Hackenberg was arguably one of the worst quarterbacks in the fucking league. Uh, I think Zach Mettenberger is going to come in now. And actually, I think that, you know, Memphis might not be a bad team when the season's all said and done. They also have Zach Stacy, who is also playing very, very well, almost averaging four yards a carry. Um, and kind of like you just said, you know, I mean, Memphis has one of, one of the best linebackers, linebacking duos in the league. Um, couple that with their new surging offense. I'm going to take Memphis at plus one. I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially a pick them. It's a one-point spread. Yeah. Picking yeah. someone, pick someone to win. You're picking Atlanta. I, I don't know because with the whole two-point conversion thing, that's not really a pick them. Well, the, at the worst, it's going to be a push. Yeah, right. True. So, so but, I'm taking Memphis. Memphis. Memphis plus one, yeah. I like that. I like that. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to continue to fuck us over even more and <laughs> go ahead and pick Atlanta as well. Hey. Aaron Murray, my man, finally, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be getting the start, I would imagine, after what he did last week. Stepped in and filled the void like everyone knew he would. Um, coming out back at home against Memphis. And Memphis is not good, which kind of surises me because they're, I mean, their roster isn't horrible. And they have two decent quarterbacks. Well, they started fucking Christian Hackenberg for fucking three weeks. Yeah. Well, Dude, oh. and Zach's old fat Zach Stacy um, as the running hey. back. Hey, former Ram there. Another dog. Ram. Former St. Louis Ram. <laughs> You so, see a trend here? <laughs> I definitely think that it's going to be a close one. I like the, the one-point spread, but I think Atlanta covers it by a few. It's not going to be a big margin of victory, but I'm going Atlanta here. All so, right. I dig it. All, all three pick the same game. I think this one might be it, though. Um, Sunday night, San Antonio at Arizona. Um, Arizona's nine-point favorites. Who you got, Dane? I, I have San Antonio. I, I don't know if that's what y'all yep. were thinking. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yep. no. The, the only thing that worries me is every time they have a good week, they have came out the following week and pretty much shit the bed. Um, so that's – that's a little iffy for me, but the hot shots, I think they're trending down. Um, Wolford, Wolford could, could have a big game. Um, but Stan, I, I don't know how many sacks they had last week. For some reason, I'm thinking that they I, – I could be wrong, but I feel like they did – Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. 
Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. They did do well um, on defense, but I'm taking I'm taking the the commanders to cover the plus nine. Yeah, plus I mean nine. I, I wouldn't here. to taking them straight up. Yeah, I mean honestly, like the same here. Like first of all, anytime you see a nine point spread, like I mean I looked at all these games, I'm like why is this so big? Like all these other games are under five. Like nine seems like a lot, especially against two teams with the same fucking record. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I mean, same record, two and two. None of them have really proven themselves yet. So I'm also taking the commanders at plus nine. I think it's it's kind of a given. Uh, I think they have, like you said, um, you know, a good defense, and they can they, they can hold people to, to low amount of points. Quarterback play does kind of lean more towards the hot shots, um, and also the hot shots def- pass defense is pretty pretty good. But, I mean, nine is just too big for me to kind of pick them. So, I'm definitely going with San Antonio here. Right on. And here it is, the full sweep. Nine is a big spread, like Jared said, for two, two and two teams. I know they're on the road. But, yeah, I think the road isn't going to play a big factor because San Antonio has the highest um, attendance in the league, almost three times that of Arizona. So, it's – it's pretty wildly ridiculous how much more fans that they get. Um, and Arizona's really cooled off the past couple of weeks. They've scored 15 and 11. They're not that hot. So as long as the commanders can keep it in, keep in it um, and keep the hot shots off the board, they can cover plus nine easily. Like Dane said, even probably money line straight up. So there it is. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what that money line is going to be at, like what the, what the odds are. Yeah, for sure. There's going to have to be a pretty decent amount of line movement, you think? Because, like you brought up, that nine points for the spread, I mean, that's that's pretty hard to pass up on two decent teams. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that line yeah. dropped. I don't know. It's not, li- it's not like it's the Apollos playing the fucking yeah. Express or something. Yeah. So, but so, Dane, what we're gonna do is, if you you're gonna go head to head against us two, if you have to beat both of us, if you can beat both of us, you're gonna get a free two drunk brothers and a podcast shirt. Oh shit! All right, all right, I like it. It's, you're pretty much gonna have to go four and zero. So I hope you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I feel confident. I feel confident. Yeah. I like it. You are you are the AF captain. You're the captain, man. The captain. <laughs> captain. So that is our full AAF breakdown. Um, we are going to roll on in to one of our last things, finish up the episode, um, and kind of roll into some more high-quality football and what was just this past week in the NFL Combine. Um, thoughts on it? Um, how important is it compared to pro days? Is it important at all? What do you guys think? I think it's I think it holds little to no importance for for big time big time names, which is why Kyler Murray didn't take place. 
didn't partake in it, but for these small name guys, like I mean, I'm just pulling this out because I know like Emmanuel Hall, the receiver at Mizzou, who like jumped like 11 foot nine on the broad jump, ran like a four four forty, um, four three nine. Like I think that's important for him, but other than that, it doesn't doesn't hold a lot of weight. I I don't know Dane's thoughts on it, but I think he probably in the same way. I I think the NFL Combine has to be one of the biggest jokes there is. I I don't I don't know why they keep having it i mean all it is is a test of athleticism and if you're if you're about to go into the draft i sure fucking hope you're athletic um i i personally just see it as a reason for coaches or front office people to meet with the players um, mm-hmm. yeah and that's yeah it's just kind of shitty like I know, like I saw a lot of because we're from Mizzou or we went to Mizzou. Saw a lot of Drew Locke's interviews and like, it's pretty much just like showing a test of leadership for those guys that are going to go in the first round. Yep, I mean that's also it is like, it's basically kind of like Dane said a place for all the owners and coaches to get together to interview all these people. Like that's literally all it is, and ask them like random ask. I know that again. I go referred to Emmanuel Hall, but they asked them why he got so many parking tickets at Mizzou his freshman year. Did they really? Yeah, they really asked him that. What, what was his response? Did, he, do we know? He said, he said MU parking staff is the worst, which Travis and I can attest this. Attest they are not good. But, I mean, <laughs> parking staff, like, why the fuck? What kind of question is that? <laughs> like, Jesus. Um, yeah. It's just, just like, like well, why like, do you, they also asked Drew Locke. He got caught cheating on an algebra test his freshman year of high school. They asked him like why he did that and how he how he overcame it. Like, dude, he was like fucking fourteen. Like, I don't know. Yeah. How, how do they how do they find some? I do, and that that's what I want to know. Like, how the fuck do they find this shit out? But like freshman year of high school. Yeah, yeah but Kyler Murray not participating. I think pro days. Is the same thing as a combine. Like every college has their pro day. Might as well. I mean, unless you think you're going to perform badly, that's why you like. Yes, I need to perform the combine because you can make it up with the pro day. Yeah. But, it's like why, like why do offensive linemen need to run a forty? Like those guys are that's never downfield unless it's entertaining. It's like, like Dane said, it's entertaining. Yeah, Dude, like you know, Jesus like, Christ. But you get entertainment when you watch Rich Eisen run it. Very, very, very true. (laughs) That's that's probably the highlight of the combine. Does anybody know what he ran this year? By the way, do you know? I know it's always like five four or something like that because he's running like a a full on fucking suit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's funny because they I saw a thing on ESPN or on Sports Center or whatever where they like gave him certain amount of yardage has start and they like let like started the other person and like just cruised on by him. Do, awesome. do y'all remember when uh Chad Ochocinco, I'm pretty sure it was, tried racing a horse? Yep. I do. It was a cheetah. Do you remember that? There yeah. That's like well, what what the fuck is that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to lose. You're going to lose. Rich, Rich Eisen ran a six flat <laughs> in a suit and dress shoes. 
not terrible for a thousand, thousand percent I'd run under a five five in suit and dress shoes. Thousand percent. We we may have to do that. <laughs> we may have to do that. Next time on a Tuesday parlay, Jericho's 0-4. He is dressing up in a suit, and we are re- fucking recording his 40 times. <laughs> that is it. You heard it here. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Boom. Uh, but, yeah, so like, the combine's just kind of pointless. I mean. What's, what's, what's everyone's thoughts? Like, he was – Dane, I'll ask you. He was the fucking social media phenomenon. DK Metcalf, what are your thoughts on him? So I'm I'm a little bitter when it comes to uh, Ole Miss wide receivers. I'm a Vikings fan. Uh, Laquan, Ooh, Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, Treadwell. He he's been a great uh, first round pick for us. It, no, I mean no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, I don't know how he's still on the team, but so I'm, I'm a little salty when it comes to that and he's he's kind of a combine hero i mean yep i remember in high school we had a combine hero signed by tennessee didn't last a seat like it, you can do as well like if you do well in a combine congrats for you and it all just turns into hype and a lot of times well who who is that kid that from like kent state or somebody who ran like the fastest 40 ever in the combine um Arch, Arch, Dre Archer. Yep, Dre Archer. What What is he doing? Nothing. Is so. he even? I, is he even? He ran on. like a four two nine or something. He was a kick returner for a couple of years, but like Travis brought up a good point that DK Metcalf, his route, his route running ability is horrible. His three cone drill and his twenty yard shuttle were slower than Tom Brady's at the combine. So it's like, what part of DK Metcalf did you really see? That's something I've read is just like, okay, he can run fast and he's on huge. vertical and big. I'm I'm a fan of the big receiver. I'm all these small, little, speedy guys. <laughs> I I don't I don't know how long they last. I hope it doesn't last, but. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the of the big receiver too, but I feel like it's fading in modern day football. It is. It is. What is the world your, came to? You got your OBJs and your Antonio Browns and your Tyree Kills and all them, and they're what six foot. Well, I mean, OBJ's like six three, but he's not. He's not your your big freaking jumpman guy in the end zone. I mean, you look at, but I mean, seriously, you look at the Dolphins' offense. You got. Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, Danny Amendola, Kenny Stills, and I guess Devontae Parker. Yeah. Devontae Parker was a big guy, but he never mounted anything. OBJ's but. 5'11. What? He's 5'11? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I would have thought. I thought I always thought he was taller than that. Antonio Brown's 5'10. All right, Dane, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of end the show on this last thought because Travis and I already have some, some thoughts on this guy. What are your thoughts on Kyler Murray? He's he's kind of a joke. I mean, <laughs> yes. he, he he played he played one season. Okay, you did well. Big Twelve. I mean, exactly. Congrats to you. I, no I, defense. No defense there. No, and and I I think these rumors of the Cardinals 
Dude, I think he might go one. Best case scenario, they trade Josh Rosen to the Patriots. Best case scenario. I would, I would love it. Put him, put him behind Tom Brady. I would say, yeah, for, for her, for, for the Cardinals. Yeah, for the Patriots, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, because, I mean, the Cardinals are bad. I, I heard y'all uh, talk about Byron Leftwich on yes. one, one of the previous shows. <laughs> I, 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 is he not still the offensive coordinator? Because I know he was interim last year, and I can't remember if that some I, – I don't know where he is. But he's well, yeah, he, was, he was the Cardinals' offensive coordinator when they fired theirs last year. Yeah. He – I believe he still is. <laughs> yeah. No, he got fired. He got, he got fired. fired? Yeah. Oh, he's the offensive coordinator for the Bucks now. Yep. Good luck. Good luck to James The, the, the Bucks should draft Kyler Murray. Trade, trade everything. Get picked. <laughs> Pair, pair Kyler Murray up with uh, Byron Leftwich. And famous, and famous, famous. Then, then I think, then I think you might do something. Only, if, think, only if he's with Byron Leftwich. I think he's too small. He, he'll get lit up in the NFL. Yeah. yeah, Cliff Kingsbury likes him. I will laugh my ass off if the Cardinals take him number one. I will love every second of it. Because the most they're gonna get a Rosen's a third rounder. The most. You don't think they could trade Rosen to New England for their 32nd? No, not a chance in hell. Nope. You don't think so? Nope. I, nope. I, I don't know. New, New England, I think one of the reasons why they've been good for so long is that Belichick knows at the end of the day draft picks. Yep. More, more, of, more of them bust than you get right. So, I mean, that's why they trade so many draft picks all the time. But he's also a believer in, like, the more draft picks you have, the better odds you are to draft some, uh, like, a diamond in the rough. Like, he likes to have more draft picks than than not. He he traded, what, a second-round pick for Brandon Cooks last year? But that was Brandon Cooks. Like, I mean, are you going to get a Brandon Cooks in the second round? No. Probably not. Probably you not. Get, He's not going to be around when he comes to Brandon Cooks. <laughs> you can for sure you can for sure get a Josh Rosen for a fucking third rounder. Easy. Yeah, you can get a Josh Rosen for a goddamn free free agent. He was the worst quarterback drafted last year. But we digress. That is our show. Travis, I'll let you gotta go and close it out and do everything. Yeah, so this was this was super fun. I want to thank Dane for coming on. Um be sure to follow his Twitter account, his personal one at djohnston34 for some AAF coverage um, at AAF underscore the captain, and as, as well as his Bucks account at the underscore Bucks zone for some NBA action as well. Um, this was awesome. Our first guest that we don't know personally, but it was a super fun time. So thank hey, you. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm glad to, glad to have been on. H- had a great time. Great time. Yeah, sure. And uh, we'll, have, we'll have them on in the future, I'm sure. We will uh, we'll do some more AAF stuff if once more comes out, maybe towards the playoffs and stuff. But that's a wrap. Peace, guys.
Revolution got Gator belts and patty melts and Monte Carlos and El Dorado. So I'm waking up out of my slumber, feeling like Rollo. So follow, it's showtime at the Apollo minus the Kiki Shepherd. With about a pepper print, Teddy, Pendergrass, cooler than Freddie Jackson, sipping a milkshake in a snowstorm. Left I throw warm in the dorm room at the AU. We pay two athletes, my cake you, but you must have me mistaken with them statements that you make up. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.